0: Chicken and disturbed everyone. I am Darren Carp, and I am here with my lovely wife, my partner, my reason for being the reason I get up every morning and go to bed at night. Aww. John Thrasher like
1: that? I mean that like might that? be the sweetest thing you've ever said. Oh. You don't say many uh, sweet things, by the way.
0: I, I, I like to keep... That way when you get... it's like a ca- I'm like a cat. When you know that I like you, you've earned it. I'm not some dog that's just slutting it up to everyone with a, yeah. with a treat. That's
1: fair. That's fair. You know,
0: like, you have to earn my love. Earn my affection. And speaking well, of earning things, I feel like our audience <laughs> has earned a lot.
1: Through oh, my us. God. It's so exciting. Darren, we are finally... We have a big announcement the, right now.
0: The time... Has come, the walrus said to talk of many things: of shoes and ships uh, and sealing wax, is of this cabbages Hamilton? and kings, and while the sea is boiling hot and weather, pigs have wings. Hello, is this Hamilton. It's Alice in Wonderland. Oh, oh. is it Hamilton? Who <laughs> are? Thought... Where am I? Where, where am I? Who's talking to me? I What's thought happening?
1: you were doing some kind of Hamilton thing. We were not, and that was not where my head went. But the time has come. Darren, that was beautiful.
0: the walrus 5-5. said the
1: walrus said that our merch store is finally live everybody
0: fine oh 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 oh
1: oh oh oh, oh oh, oh, oh. Uh, f-
0: f- oh. oh. <laughs> this is your it's DJ Thrasher oh. on the mix
1: okay get your microphone get your headphones turn them down just a bit because here's the exciting okay. part here we go is that really loud
0: like an amber alert dude when you get those on your phone and they're like crazed
1: that's fine sorry guys i i'll figure out this board in a minute but our merch is finally live you can go to our show notes right now and click the link we have partnered with this amazing company called t public a lot of you guys probably have heard of them and darren i mean i was busy getting this all you know we started teasing this i want to say when march or something God, Maybe even it was before like that,
0: 2021.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just you know, as independent podcasters, you know, it's really just me and Darren doing everything here, and Megan, of course, and um, yeah, it's been a long time coming. We partnered with T Public. You can click the link in our show notes right now and go right to it. I I created most of the designs. I'm really excited to say, um, right. Darren, tell them what some of our designs are. By the way, so just so you know, these are the designs that are on the store now, and you can put them on. All kinds of things, phone phone cases.
0: Coffee mugs, Coffee whatever mugs. you want. No Underwear, thumbs, yeah. thumbs, swords, guns, machetes. <laughs> Not just that.
1: think
0: keep yeah. thinking out loud. John, yeah. don't stifle the creativity. Sorry. Or okay, yes. Lovely that's, radishes.
1: That's wave two of our merch down the line. And yeah. obviously
0: that is gonna like this is just the beginning. Um I think yes, we're gonna like is. as we have catchphrases or if you guys want to oh, submit yeah. some of your own stuff, Ooh, I we'd be happy idea. to like definitely DM us, put it on our Facebook group, put it on our Patreon. Patreon, Like we want to hear from you guys. If you like something that John and I say, like we're happy to put it on, but um, you know, we have our regular logo. We have, I'm a sussy radget, sussy radish. (laughs) And basically it's like, if you know, you know, know, that way it's like, you know, like i Y, K. -K. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to shaken and disturbed. And the other ones are, I like shaken and disturbed my true crime shows and like three people, which Which is really, I think a deck attack to me.
1: That's that's true, but that one really came from my soul because it's very true. Yes, and then
0: absolutely, and then murder shows are my happy place, which has the most. It's like the saddest happy face in the (laughs) world on it. But it reminds me of the happy face killer. So I
1: know that's kind of why I think that one. Look, uh, look at us on the same page.
0: And like he said, you know, you can put these on hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, pillows, guns, howitzers, (laughs) um, atomic bombs. Anything. Phone cases, anything, pop yeah. sockets, whatever the fuck you oh, want.
1: I really want the phone case because the phone cases come in these really f- nice, like pastel colors, um, and just our logo looks so good on a phone case. So I'm really excited.
0: It, I used to not be able to say the word pastel. I'd be like pastel. Really? I pastel. could never say. I it. could hear I'd you kind like, of say that. But it's pastel. Um, so, yes, thanks for being patient as we launch this. We want to find the right people to do it. And as an independent podcast, it's just kind of it's tough to kind of find that along with our day jobs. But no excuse because you guys have been such a good support for us. Yes. So thank you to everyone. You support the show, you're supporting merch. We really, really appreciate it. And obviously, our Patreon fans were the first to find That's out right. about this they exclusive were. merch stuff.
1: And I will say they were our first customers, too, because as we're recording this, I'm seeing some emails coming in saying people are buying our stuff. So thank you guys so much. Your purchases obviously directly support our show. Um, And this is really more of a labor of love for you guys. Uh, To be quite honest, we're not making a fortune off of like merchandise, but we really wanted to make sure you guys got some of this stuff because, you know, we know you've been asking for it. So thank you for supporting us all these years at this point
0: absolutely and you know what you can get that logo and you can put it on your own liquor bottle
1: <laughs> or put it on a coffee mug that's what i'm well
0: going. because you're not drinking you never drink liquor in well, fact what go ahead
1: i was just I was gonna, gonna say i'm not drinking today oh that's ahead. a shocker no yeah. I well mm.
0: did you finish that coffee whiskey from last week
1: yeah, I did. I finished it during that episode, actually. So okay,
0: thank God. Okay, yeah. thank God. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm not drinking either. I'm having a okay. good old
1: dry DC. episode.
0: See, yes, um, mm-hmm. I am coming off of a wedding weekend, and yeah, so that's right. I just, you know.
1: Oh, you're gonna be little, turned up.
0: I need a little. I need a little break. I need a well, little be- break.
1: Will you be wearing a shaken and disturbed custom hoodie to the wedding or are you gonna that's wear actually the
0: dress code so it's that's the dress code. <laughs> I think the bride's gonna be in it too which is weird wear your marry favorite
1: out. podcast hoodie that's the dress code yes it's by the for way that's gonna be my, that's gonna be my dress code on my wedding
0: you're gonna be like dressed as a spice girl
1: that too that from oh my god sp- that would spice be really Worlds. fun yes so now, now we're on to it. something yeah you just
0: have to find a partner who's willing yeah. to marry you yeah' exactly. that's easy. That's easy. It's the theme that's hard.
1: Oh, as I sit here with my Funko's. Oh. Oh.
0: Well, one day. That hit hard.
1: A boy can dream. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, we should do a
0: shirt that says, I'm listening to Shake and Disturb as opposed to finding my future husband.
1: And like I'm the only one that can buy. But
0: like, it. but yeah you're, yeah, you're just like I don't know where that came from. I, yeah. I just I just created it out I, of that nowhere. That just came like... out of
1: my head, guys. Nothing to see here. Yeah.
0: All of a sudden, on the merch store, you start seeing like your inner <laughs> thoughts. Be like, just play pickleball for six hours. Guess I'll <laughs> listen to Shaken and Disturb. It's like. Is yes. John okay? Like, I that's... wish my
1: aunt would stop calling me, love John, right. chicken and dessert. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, exactly. that would happen. That Did would happen.
0: anyone else see the little girl in the window at the old house <laughs> that we were in wanting taking care of cat? No? My house
1: Just is me... haunted. Love John. Okay, gotcha. Yeah.
0: Uh, John, let's get into this week's case. <laughs>
1: that's a great idea, yes. So on March 31st, 1986, the year I was born, Christine, ow, ow. yeah, Christine Pale was born, on, uh, born to Long Islanders Lori and Charles, 1988, Christine's dad, Charles, passed away, so she was super young. The year I was born. That's right. That was the year you were born. For some reason, I always think you're born years and years apart from me, but you're so close. I I don't know what my problem is. Just
0: two. Just two.
1: Well, when Christine was seven, she went to live with her grandparents in Houston, Texas. Around this time, Christine was diagnosed with alopecia, a disease that causes hair loss on the scalp and sometimes throughout the body. We've Most heard notably about this, Jada yes.
0: Pinkett Smith having
1: yeah. alopecia. That's not good. A lot of there. women actually,
0: a lot, I, I'm not saying a majority, I'm just saying a a good amount of women specifically suffer yeah. from alopecia.
1: Yeah. And of course, it's it's a terrible disease, especially for women, I feel like, because, you know, traditionally women's hair is more of an identity feature, I would say, than men, and... You know, a lot more men go bald than women, you know?
0: I think we expect men to go bald. And so, like, even though it's disgusting on men and frankly should be (laughs) abolished, um, I think it's probably more um, self-conscious for women who have it because it's not quote-unquote normal.
1: Right. And by the way, if you want to hear what we think about the Will Smith slap, you can listen to our NMR episode, which is titled The Slap. That's right. Yeah, That's right. But anyway, in Christine's case, she also lost a lot of body hair, including her eyebrows. The disease Mm -hmm. significantly impacted her self-esteem as we were just talking about while she was growing up. Christine Christine enrolled in Clear Lake High School just outside of Houston where she was severely bullied by her classmates. I mean, this is just ripe for a bully situation. Christine tried to camouflage her hair loss by wearing bulky Halloween-like wigs And drawing on eyebrows that often smudged and wiped off throughout the school day. Classmates often made fun of her by pulling off her wig in the hallway. I mean, this is just... Mm. I, I just hate bullying more than anything because the psychological effects of this happening to her at this time and, like, you know, just trying to fit in with other kids and frankly probably wanting to look pretty you know like it just really breaks my heart when you, you hear details like this you know. yeah because
0: part of it is like obviously I'm not condoning it part of it is like I think bullying has its place growing up to some extent because it does teach you that like and I'm not talking about like the bullying of like let's throw this person down the stairs I just mean like a little teasing here and there I think does harden you as a kid sometimes and does teach you like specifically for me like coming out of my sexuality like it made me tougher and it also helped me to realize that like I can find confidence on my own that I don't need to be accepted by other people like it's hard to eradicate bullying fully certainly I am 100% not encouraging it but to some extent I do think it teaches kids like hey the world is a harsh place some people are assholes and like You need to be confident and have self-esteem outside of these fucking assholes that are existing. But this is, like, sad and horrible. This isn't just being like, Darren smells, you know? Or, like, you know, people used to make fun of me for the size of my boobs or something like that. Which kind of feels (laughs) just like a rite of passage a little bit, you know? Or, like, John doesn't have a girlfriend. Like, that just feels like kind of a rite of passage. But this feels, I don't know, that next level of wrong and sad.
1: Yeah, because it's like a medical thing. You know, it's like ter- yeah, yeah. terrible in that exactly. way. Exactly. Well, Rachel Color Rudis I'm hoping I'm saying that right, and Tiffany That's Rowell, yeah, um, were one year ahead of Christine and two of the prettiest, most popular girls in school. And when Rachel and Tiffany noticed how mercilessly Christine was being treated by their peers, the two girls actually decided to make friends with Christine in hopes of helping ah, her, which is I great, you that, know? Huh? I mean, especially if you understand that you know, you're kind of like the it girls in school. And, you know, you could be evil or you could choose kindness. And in this case, they chose kindness as high don't school progress. I know Don't you love that. By the way, today, when we're recording this on late on Thursday is the 13 year anniversary of when Glee uh, debuted on Fox. Speaking oh, shit. Of high school and ma- being made fun of. And I'm like, I did a Glee chat podcast for those who don't know. It was like the biggest Glee Uh, after show type of podcast and i'm like that was 13 years ago
0: i can't what is going on here that's too much
1: too much but anyway as high school progressed the three became extremely close friends rachel and tiffany helped christine learn about makeup and wigs that suited her instead of looking costumey as well as how to dress in a way that flattered her body instead of hiding it You know, like, for example, a costume wig that she probably might have worn would have been, like, the one I wore during our Patreon live stream. Um, Oh, that one, too, but...
0: Okay, yeah. I wear
1: a lot of wigs, is what I'm trying to say.
0: We know, sweetie.
1: (laughs) When I was the Scarlet Witch. Anyway, Tiffany and Rachel eventually became the only two other people that Christine would allow allow to see her without her wig on. So that's, I feel like, you're building a lot of trust, right? Like, if you're willing to sort of be that vulnerable... This is a major insecurity for her to have to wear a wig. And she's like, you know what? We're close enough. I'm going to let you, you know, see me without the wig on. With her friend's help, Christine was able to not only stop the bullying, but was even voted Miss Irresistible as her class superlative and not in a jokey way. This isn't like... She got no, voted in serious. as a sarcastic joke. Yeah, this was like the actual Doesn't it just go to
0: show how much it is about who you hang out with and how other cool is, people yeah. see you that it has really nothing to do with you? That's my point about bullying is like she went through this horrible thing and then realized that these people are fucking idiots. And like <laughs> if the popular girls want to be friends with her, like it's probably yeah. confident inducing those people are just fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, did you get a high school superlative? Did we talk about that?
1: We've. T- I don't know if we talked about it on this show or not, but my year for some reason and i still think that there's a conspiracy around this my senior year of high school was the only year that they didn't do superlatives and it was supposed what? to be it was supposed to be this like fairness like we don't want people feeling like whatever but then they brought them right back the next year so like i don't know i'm going to d- dig into it but i know some That's of weird. my i know that some of my um High school classmates are probably listening to this. And if you guys know anything, let me know. Because I think there's a conspiracy. Uh, I know you won most likely to succeed. No, no. I got
0: cutest couple.
1: Cutest and couple. And then best That's eyes. Right.
0: And then best eyes. Oh, you got or whatever.
1: two. Look at you.
0: Well, listen, sweetie. I'm... Were
1: there only five people in your graduating class? Best oh. eyes might have
0: been middle school. Cutest couple was definitely high school. Okay. Definitely gotcha. high school. Nice. Um, I still remember the picture. Anyway. And
1: this was with Jamie, your former boyfriend? This was. Boyfriend. My, ex- my
0: only boyfriend. That's right. That's right. right. I met a good guy. I met
1: him at our DC show a couple years ago. Great you guy. You did. Anyway.
0: You did. Well, in 2000, back to the case. In 2003, yes. 17-year-old Christine began dating a 21-year-old guy named Chris Snyder. And mm. Chris was known to be bad news, let's say. He had a criminal record, used hard drugs, and was considered pushy and aggressive by people who knew him. Christine's mother, Lori, later spoke about how Chris frightened her, stating there was something in his eyes. Also, how lesbian is it to do Christine and Chris? Chris and Christine. Very lesbian. <laughs> very gay.
1: Love it. What do you mean Tiffany by that and Rachel? exactly? Like, well, every gay person, names. it's
0: always like, yeah, it's like Taylor yeah. and Taylor, you know? Oh, okay. It's always like that, so it's just funny that it's I'm, Chris I'm and straight,
1: so I wouldn't know. Keep going.
0: Although my friend Greer was dating a guy named Graham, and I was like, it's too much. Oh, my you God. need to have kids that are named like...
1: You green.
0: know, in. Yeah, like it's like great in, Green. Uh, it was just hilarious. That's well, a lot, yeah. Tiffany, it's also got to be interesting for a mom to see their kid, especially daughter, but any kid date someone that they don't yeah. like right yeah. away. Um, because you, you're you're fearful of bringing something up that just would move them closer together. It's also kind of none of your business, right? And unless you're asking, you know, it's not like it's well, not that being unless said, they're she doing is seventeen. Something.
1: So she is still a kid technically, but yes, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And Tiffany and Rachel also spoke about how Christine could do better and encourage mm. their friend to find someone who would treat her with more kindness and respect. However, people close to Chris also went on record to note that the majority of fights that happened between the couple were instigated by Christine's crushing jealousy. If Chris even looked at another girl, Christine would become enraged and hit Chris This almost sounds a little bit like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff that we're talking about. And, like, crushing jealousy, I feel like, affects a lot of people. But that, to me, is about you, not about the other person. 100%. Um,
1: And you'd have to remember, like, she has these issues of jealousy. And it's probably because, you know, she grew up maybe thinking she'd never have a boyfriend or that nobody would ever like her. She grew up being the, quote,
0: unquote, what she felt like was the ugly duckling and so wants to hold on to this. right. Cool, bad boy, you know, yeah. for lack of a better term here. And Chris's family referred to Christine as the psycho. Both her parents and Chris's had to call the police on her on several occasions because of her violence and anger towards her boyfriend. Mm. And after fights, Christine would sometimes sleep on the lawn outside Chris's house, periodically rattling the screen door trying to get inside. See, this is like, <sighs> let's get through the case and then just yeah, because yeah, I yeah. think the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff, like, like I was saying, it just mm-hmm. feels kind of wrong like I get watching it and I get being involved in it for warning signs for you but it there's this like TikTok trend recently that I think a uh, a few days ago who got uh, Lance Bass got in trouble because he did a TikTok trend which was making fun of Amber Heard on the stand. Mm. And, like, granted, do I think personally she's probably getting called out for a lot of stuff that was a lie and that he lost his job for and he's probably feeling vindication, yes. But making fun of someone, especially someone who has a clear yeah. kind of mental illness or at least a lot of issues, felt right. completely fucking wrong and t- and, t- and um, distasteful to me and yeah. pretty disgusting. Yeah. So. I want to just be careful about this stuff, but yeah. according to Chris on one instance in the middle of a fight, Christine went quiet, stared her boyfriend down, and licked his face from the chin up before <laughs> spitting on the ground and walking away.
1: Oh, God. Wait, Chris's that family, sounds hot. Keep going.
0: I mean, it could be, but could I don't know how I feel hot. about spitting on the ground and oh, walking no, away. Oh, no, that's Chris's family recalled hearing him state that only two things frightened him, the police and Christine. Now, oh granted, remember, Chris's got a criminal record you know he's used hard drugs right. he's pushing aggressive like he's not a it doesn't seem like a frail guy not that only frail frail people can be frightened mm. by them but like you'd kind of imagine there would be a little bit of a physical discrepancy here you and, would
1: think so yeah
0: um chris's family recalled hearing him state that uh so the police frightened him and Chris, christine frightened him on july 18th 2003 around 3 30 in the afternoon two of tiffany's friends arrived at her home to visit as they walked inside They came upon a horrific crime scene. Four bodies lay in the living room. The remains of 18-year-old Rachel and Tiffany, Mm. Tiffany's 19-year-old boyfriend Marcus Priscilla, and his 21-year-old cousin Adelbert Sanchez. All four bodies had multiple gunshot wounds and varying degrees of blunt force head trauma. John, before we continue through, a while back I was talking about these incredible THC gummies. Oh my God, are they so great. You probably remember me talking about microdosing before here on the show. If you search around a bit on the internet, you'll find all sorts of people microdosing to feel healthier. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. For me, honestly, my biggest use is to have a creative boost sometimes later in the day after I'm done with work and I have to write something. This is so important. It's light, it's easy, and I feel the creative juices flowing. But also, it really helps for my anxiety, and that way I can sleep better. I have 900,000 jobs, including taking care of John Thrasher here, people. So it really helps to calm my anxiety and help me sleep. It's honestly amazing. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdosegummies.com and use code SHAKEN to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdosegummies.com, code SHAKEN.
1: That's a lot of bodies for one living room. That's all I'm going to say about that.
0: Yeah, that's, um, this is bad. But, you know, Christine and Chris nowhere to be found in these death scenes.
1: Well, that's right. Rachel's body was in particularly bad shape compared to the other three. She had been shot at least 12 times, including one shot in the back, indicating that she had tried to run from her assailant. Rachel had also been shot in the crotch, and in her hand was a clump of hair.
0: So that, to me, at least says some, some, something happened defensively, and also for Rachel's body to be shot at least 12 times right, is not
1: Is a menacing random. thing. It's not self-defense. It,
0: it feels like almost out of a crushing jealousy of some sort, if I'm going to use the term yeah. from before. But also,
1: know? like, with a clump of hair in Rachel's hand, that... In my head, I'm like, good, they have some DNA, we'll see where this goes. But in total, over 40 shots were fired, all with impeccable accuracy to the point where the police believed the four may have even been shot execution style, which is, of course, horrifying. There was also a tremendous amount of overkill in the shooting, suggesting the killer likely had a personal relationship with the victims, specifically the shot to Rachel's crotch, which suggested sexual jealousy. Um, yeah, we've heard this a million times. That type sure. of stuff typically is a, is a result of some kind of sexual problem or, or jealousy, as, as they just said. Um, however, police's theory soon shifted to a drug-related slaying. Marcus Purcella was known for dealing cocaine and ecstasy. And after graduating high school, Rachel and Tiffany had begun working as ra- waitresses at the local strip club. So, okay. you know, when you're running around in those, you know, worlds, it's... Usually drug related. I mean, I feel like yeah. that's what we hear most of the time when we're doing these shows. Yeah. However, the investigation turned up nothing despite over 400 initial leads in the case, most pointing towards Marcus's drug contacts. As months went by, the case went cold. Chris Snyder was arrested for car theft and sent to prison in Kentucky. Christine mm. enrolled in a drug rehab program where she met a man named Justin Rott, a fellow patient who was uh- being treated for heroin addiction.
0: Hello, Aaron Rott. Shouting yes, you out, Aaron Rott. Shouting Darren's my friend best friend, Aaron, Aaron Rott.
1: I was going to say, your best friend. Do we know if she's related to Justin Rott? We don't know.
0: She has a brother, but his name is Tyson. So I don't think that. Well,
1: as far as yeah. we know.
0: As far as we know, I'll have to call her after this.
1: Well, Christine and Justin Rott, the two fell in love. They were married and they left rehab. By the way, is rehab the best place to meet a potential partner? I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Christine used a large trust left to her by her late father to buy a condo for the two of them to live in. So a lot is going on. Christine, who knows all these people that were murdered, uh, as far as we know at this point, has nothing to do with it. But let's see what happens. But
0: do we know if Christine got into drugs because she's enrolling in a drug rehab program? Is the assumption there that we think Chris probably got her into drugs when she was I, dating him?
1: That's what I thought, but yeah, I guess we don't know exactly.
0: Well, shortly after moving in, Christine happened to turn on the TV as a news story about the anniversary of Rachel and Tiffany's murders were playing. And during the segment, police sketches were posted on the screen. Christine was unnerved. She began pacing around the living room, asking Justin, does that look like me? Oh, dear. Which is, you know, a little (laughs) weird to say, unless it does actually, like, look like you, you know? Right, right. Justin, of course, realized something was horribly wrong. He pressed Christine, and she broke down and told him about what happened the afternoon of July 18th, 2003. According to Christine, she and Chris had gone to Tiffany's house to steal drugs and money. The plan had been concocted by Chris who surprised Christine by handing her a gun just before the pair entered the house. Do you okay. think it had the shaken and disturbed logo on it?
1: Yeah, well, Probably. In, in your merch store or something like that. Yes.
0: Yeah, T Public.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Christine recounted that Chris entered the house and shot Tiffany, at which mm. point the gun in Christine's uh, in Christine's hands lost she lost control of the gun essentially which went off on its own, shooting uncontrollably around the room as Christine cried the whole
1: time. Okay, that's that's not lining up with the pinpoint For, accuracy. Drop,
0: drop the gun, yeah. sure, might go off. Uh, right. But lost, like, lost yeah, no, control a, of the gun in her hand and it just went off on its own, shooting uncontrollably that's while she cries. Yeah. So you're not even trying to save your own life, you're not even flipping out because the yeah. gun's going nuts and you're just sitting there crying. That yeah. doesn't make, nothing is adding up here.
1: Another thing that came to mind just as we, you were describing that. So the police had a sketch of what they think the, vic, or what the assailant looked like, how, how they got, you know, whoever the witness was, we don't know at this point. But wouldn't they think, oh, like this looks like one of their friends. Like, shouldn't we be looking into Christine? Like, how did it take all this time for police to even put a sketch out? I don't know. I find that kind of odd to me.
0: After the massacre, Chris and Christine left the house, but Chris insisted they go back to make sure everyone was dead. Uh. As the two, and I also don't really understand why they had to die.
1: You're right. stealing drugs like, and, and money. What's the motive here? Yeah, right.
0: You're stealing drugs and money. They're not resisting. Right. So that's what's weird. As the two re-entered the house, they spotted Rachel crawling across the floor trying to call oh, wow. 911 on her phone. And at this point, Christine pulled her gun back out and beat Rachel in the back of her head repeatedly until Ugh. she was dead. By the way, this is a person that was popular in school that tried to help this other help person. Help her, yeah, yeah. Justin was in shock at this story, of course, but decided to stick with Christine as she hid from authorities now that her police sketch was public. Right. Wow, I'm not confident I'd <laughs> stick with my partner. I
1: was going to say... Can you imagine meeting somebody in a rehab, think, getting married, buying a house together, and then they're like, P.S. oopsies, I accidentally murdered four people? Like, I I don't know. Like, I think as a true crime podcaster, I know exactly what I would do. Immediately call the police, go to yeah. the police. Yeah,
0: but to your, to your point, I am really confused because, like, why years later are they coming out with a sketch of her? Wouldn't someone be yeah. like, oh, that's Christine, their friend? Like, how did, like... I don't it's really very odd. get that, but the couple rented a La Quinta hotel room, initially intending to use it for a drug binge, but ended up staying in the room for seven months, oh and during God. their stay, they used roughly $500 worth of cocaine and heroin every day while eating vending machine food. Housekeeping was never allowed Ugh. inside, and the room became increasingly unlivable, covered in blood, vomit, what? and their dogs' feces, because... Uh heroin you know it's oh, one of those right. things that you just get holed up into your own room with um i've had a couple of family members be affected by mm. this um so i it's it's one of those drugs it's just very isolating you know it's not yeah. like cocaine that you're like holed up in a room you want to go out you want to go party yeah. but heroin is not like that and uh
1: I'm saying, yeah, like I know, but I have no No,
0: idea, no. But, but I mean, like even the stereotypes that you see on, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, cocaine's yeah. a party drug and heroin is not. I mean, I don't think anyone on the street would be like, oh, you're going to go to the club, take heroin. So there are obviously behavioral things with that, but um, yeah. super sad.
1: And also the vending machine food. Like, I don't even like eating that when I'm in a hotel for one night, let alone months and yeah. months. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. On July 8th, 2006, the police received a call from a man who claimed to be a former patient of the same rehab Christine had attended. Um, The man, sorry, claimed he'd met Christine in rehab. She had told him a story about killing four friends at their home with her boyfriend. It has been confirmed that the anonymous caller was not Justin, because I think that's what we're all thinking, right? It was probably him. But based on this phone call, authorities were able to track Christine down through her ATM charges... Within two days, police had located Christine at the La Quinta and arrested her. When police initially interviewed her, Christine's story of what happened the day of the murders changed repeatedly, seemingly in an attempt to make herself appear innocent, of course. Oh, well,
0: it's kind of sad because this person clearly doesn't even, like, there's something sad about that, thinking that if you change your story, you're going to appear innocent. And, like, right. <laughs> the gun just going off haphazardly, like, come on. 40
1: times, know? no less. Yeah. Well, at first, Christine held that she had no idea Chris intended to shoot her friends and that she had hidden behind an outdoor pillar when she heard his gunshots until Chris came to find her and then threatened to shoot her unless she helped him. Mm -hmm. At this time, Christine was given a gun, forced into the living room, and fired it at random. However, as he interview- as the interview progressed, Christine gave away enough information that prosecutors were able to indict her on charges of first-degree murder. So here she is thinking, I'm going to get away with this, or I'm going to give them the right story. What's actually happening is she has built up enough of a case that she's probably cornered herself into a charge.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I, and I don't mean this negatively, but like, this person clearly isn't smart in the criminal law of it right. all, and probably is not aware that like
1: most criminals, you know. I to mean, to be, be. fair, they
0: caught her on ATM charges, you know. Like <laughs> right. You, so that's that's kind so of the, obvious.
1: Yeah, the bases weren't getting covered, so to speak. Right. right. Well, authorities also began searching for Chris as soon as Chris became aware of the fact that he was wanted. He ran into the woods and killed himself by taking oh. a bottle of pills, of all things. So. This is getting dark quick.
0: I'm actually really shocked that he would do that. Not necessarily kill himself, but men tend to not do that. Men... Yeah. The reason men uh, have higher rates of suicide is because they tend to do things that are definitely going to kill them. A gun, Mm. for example, hanging themselves, jumping off of something, slitting their wrists. Whereas women tend to... Take pills and mix it with alcohol, and so they have a higher rate of suicide attempts, but they're not as successful as men. And so I'm kind of su- surprised that this guy, who clearly has no problem with firearm usage, I was just um, say that, would yeah. go in and take a bottle of pills because it seems very slow, as opposed yeah. to just doing. Anyway, and It's just an interesting. You might too. It's, just interesting. Yeah. it's just interesting. It's just interesting. At trial, Christine's defense team stuck to the idea that the murders could have taken place without Christine's assistance, and that she was nothing more than an innocent bystander. However, Christina told her story too many times and added too many different pieces of information throughout the retellings that it was easy for the prosecution to poke holes in her story in front of the jury. True. And the prosecution pointed out that it was well-known drugs were sold from the house and asked point blank why the couple would bother with a home invasion unless they intended murder, which is true.
1: Well, you're showing up with guns. Like what, I mean... Right,
0: like what if they just were like, here are the drugs, here's our money. Yeah. Did... Additionally, at one point, Christine told police that she had gone to the bathroom to wash the blood off her hands. And the prosecution asked if she got blood on her hands, <laughs> if she hadn't participated. Christine had no answer for that. And right. what Christine told authorities, the gun had gone off in her hand without her intending to fire it. A firearms expert testified that neither of the guns used in the attack were able to fire accidentally. In fact, both right. guns were fairly difficult to fire intentionally. And guns are hard to do. I mean... Not impossible, but it takes force to hit a... It's not like a baby has a gun. It would be hard for... You know what I mean? Like, you need some sort of strength with that.
1: Well, of the two of us here on the show, only one of us has ever fired a gun.
0: That's right, Betch. Being
1: you. (laughs) So you're the the go-to expert on gun firing, I would say.
0: And it was hard, and it was difficult. Was it like... When you
1: say hard, was it like literally like the finger trigger was like...
0: Like, you know, when you get into a car and the thing, and you're driving different cars, and the thing that you have to be mindful of is like how sensitive the brakes are.
1: Yes. Some people's brakes okay. you really
0: have to hit. Others, it's like you lightly tap and you feel like you're jutting. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah,
1: that's a good metaphor. That's
0: kind of like with guns. It's like, it's not a gentle tap. It's not like if you touch the trigger, it's going to go off. It's yeah. meant to do that because you should fire with intention. And I, I mean that in hunting or I mean that in self-defense. You should, sure. it shouldn't be easy to fire the gun. To and just so, simply fire it. Yeah. While it, one could argue it's probably easier than it should be. It, it isn't one of those things where yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's going off because you're looking at it wrong.
1: Yes. Yeah. Just, if you, or because you've brushed against it or something. Yeah, yes. that's just,
0: it, there would be no purpose for guns to have that. At, and,
1: aren't you glad you went to that underground firearm thing now? Of course. I bring feel... so much expertise to the show.
0: I'm smart. I'm smart. You're, you're the def- well. Oop. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> okay, let's keep the, going. <laughs> the defense team tried its best to protect Christine, although it had a fairly weak case. She's not helping her own case here. Instead, definitely. they argued that Christine had been suffering withdrawals when she had been given when she had given her statement to authorities and was not of sound mind as she would have said anything in order to finish the conversation and try to
1: get a hold of drugs,
0: which is might not be a bad thing to I mean that's actually a decent defense.
1: No, the definitely, psych- especially if Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was saying, especially if you're a prosecutor that's trying to, for lack of a better term, coerce a confession, right? Like, if you know that this is what she needs, right? you know, you're going you're gonna to prolong this conversation as long as you can because she's going to eventually say what she needs to get out of the room.
0: I'm not going to give them a cigarette break. I'm going to let them take a meal. I want exactly. to see them stressed yes. so they admit something. And the psychiatrist stated, I don't think she had a clue about what was going on. She just wanted to feel better. And I also want to say
1: to that point, like, we're not saying that's a good thing to do. I'm just saying that is something that happens in police stations everywhere for decades, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. The defense also brought in a psychiatrist to testify as an expert witness who spoke about Christine's difficult time growing up with the death of her father and her suffering alopecia, which obviously led to a lot of the bullying. Regarding the killings themselves, the psychiatrist stated, I think there's a chance her friends thought they were pitying her. But still, Christine envied them because they didn't have to work hard to be nice to be accepted. Mm. That's going to create some intense envy and jealousy, bring out the aggression, and the wish to punish them for what they have. Which is sometimes true. I mean, no good deed kind of goes unpunished. But, like, while I'm sure Christine in some way was probably very thankful and grateful for Tiffany and Rachel, it also does breed resentment that, like, it's constant proof that Tiffany and Rachel might be better than Christine. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that as a fact. I just mean that in her emotion in her yeah, head yeah. on October 13th, 2008, the jury found Christine guilty of four counts of capital murder mm. because she was only 17 years old at the time. The killings took place. Christine was ineligible for the death penalty and was instead sentenced to 40 years to life in prison. Christine currently resides in the mountain view unit in Gatesville, Texas, and she's el- eligible for parole in 24 years in 2046.
1: Wow. Darren did some on the fly math there. Good for you. <laughs> can I say yeah I mean this is all so tragic I mean with all the details we know I mean you know I'm not sure I would if I'm on this jury now obviously we weren't in a trial so we don't have all the evidence right based on the top line evidence I'm not sure that she's guilty without a reasonable doubt what do you think about that I mean well it's
0: tough because her boyfriend like uh, I remember I'm looking at her um I remember this case so well yeah I remember this case so well um I mean, she's exactly your age. It's just interesting. Yeah. God, I remember this so well looking at this. This poor girl. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. You know, I certainly think that she has mental Yeah. difficulties, obviously, here. Um, especially with the drugs. I mean, one could argue to some extent that maybe she didn't have a chance. This one's hard because, like these girls came out of nowhere to, like, befriend her. You know, right. she's getting most irresistible. Like, it all could have kind of turned around, uh, so maybe it is a little nature-nurture. I certainly am glad she didn't get the death penalty. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think prison's going to make her a better person.
1: No. Either. And if she's you know, eligible, she deserves to
0: be punished, but,
1: yeah. I think the one thing that really gave it away was her mentioning washing the blood off of her hands. At the very least, that puts her right there with everything and... You know, God only knows the exact intentions, but let us know what you guys thought about this week's episode. Um, it's a popular one from years past. God, hit us watch up at J- What's Sorry,
0: that? looking at these pictures, it's yeah. so sad. I just like remembered this happening, and it's just like, sorry. I'm just like, it's no.
1: sad, dude. Yeah, hit us up at J. Thrasher at Carpe Darin. You can hit us up on Patreon and our Facebook group. Let yes. us know what you think of the case. And if you think that she was guilty, because I think that, I think it's still a little bit questionable, to be completely honest with you. Um, let's get into yeah. listener shoutouts now on a little happier note as we round out today's episode. Gabrielle in our Facebook group, g- Facebook grope, grope. Oh. Fa- oh. 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 In our Facebook. Oh.
0: I think we are. I think this is shaken this is and disturbed mess. podcast Facebook gropes.
1: Gropes. <laughs>
0: That's what we do. Let me do it again.
1: Gabrielle in our Facebook group wrote, on my way to Taco Bell to pick up a Mexican pizza. I told my mom, husband, and friends today, no one understands my excitement. Where's my Taco Bell addicts? That's right, Darren. Taco Bell Mexican pizza is back. We talked about it on uh, NMR. And I'm personally excited I haven't had one yet. I don't know that I've ever had one from Taco Bell, but... I hear they're all the rage. Have you ever had one?
0: I've never had one, but I'm a New Yorker, so it feels weird to have pizza like a pizza yeah, right. that isn't pizza.
1: <laughs> but Dolly Dollar Parton's
0: pizza? Dolly Parton's writing a TikTok musical right. on the Mexican pizza coming back. So, I obviously have to try it because it's Dolly Parton.
1: I'm all in for that, for sure.
0: Tierra in our Facebook group wrote, Hey, Mom, or J-Bone. Yes, I love that it's catching on. <laughs> I want you to know I've turned my oh boyfriend God. into a Golden Girls fan. I'm so proud. And posted a pic of her boyfriend <laughs> wearing a Golden Girls t-shirt.
1: Love this. That's I love a, a straight. I love a straight man who's willing to give in to the, the love of Golden Girls. That's always, it's, he's a keeper. He's secure in himself. Go for it, you know? It's so
0: funny because my one of my doormen, Daniel, came up to me today and he was like, Hey, you know, I'm I, I watch hours of Housewives with my wife because you know my wife watches the background. I go, Oh, really? Is that what your excuse is? Like he was trying to tell me something about Andy, Guys and I do go, this. I yeah. go, Oh, Dan, I was, Oh, Daniel, you watch because your wife is watching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And he goes, Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I go, Oh, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. You don't know what's going. You don't know the plot points, like. You know, Tara, you I feel like he was a he was a Golden Girls fan before you got him into it. Now he's just yeah. Exactly. Now he wants boyfriend points. You know.
1: By the way, you just kind of give it you just kind of gave a little bit of a Donald Trump impression. Do you realize did, that you did that? No. You were kind of. I'm gonna have to replay it sometime. But you were very. Yeah, oh oh, I did it in it like oh, the way you did that. Uh, <laughs> He's not very political. good. I'm just very saying.
0: good host. He's a very good host. Bigly <laughs> host. He's say, very good host. Yeah. He's very big and big and good. He's and very, very good big and big. Good. Yes. All right. there yes, you go. yes. Yes, Yes.
1: Um, yes. Of course, please consider uh, signing up for a Patreon if you would like bonus episodes, content, and exclusives, and first access to future things. Like when yes. we do, we're gonna do another wave of merch in a couple of months, and of course, our Patreon fans are gonna be the first ones to know. So you're gonna wanna sign up. And of course, Darren, go buy our merch. It's up. It's live. It's waiting for for you to wear it. Go and do it Go now. buy our merch.
0: Give us suggestions. We're just starting out on this. Yeah. It's just us. So any help is appreciative. Obviously, uh, support our Patreon. If you can't do that, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you can't, don't worry about it. But it's very, very helpful for us, and we always appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. And finally, we got to give our love to Megan. So wherever you are, speak out loud with us as we count it down. One, two, three. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. Megan.
0: All right, we we'll you. see you guys
1: next time. Thanks for supporting us. Go buy a cute little shirt and send us a pic. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>